There are many ways people listen to Vision, including DAB Plus Digital Radio. If you're in Greater Sydney, Melbourne or Brisbane and have a digital radio receiver in your car or home, you'll find Vision Christian Radio on the station list. If you're visiting one of these cities and hiring a car, there's a good chance it will have a DAB receiver and you'll be able to enjoy vision with exceptional sound quality while you drive around. If you don't already own a DAB receiver, you'll find many models, including clock radios at electronic retailers for under $100. To find out more about vision on digital radio and whether you're within the broadcast footprint, see vision.org.au slash DAB. However, and wherever you listen to Vision, you can be sure that the announcers, programs and music will help you look to God daily. This podcast is made available by Vision Christian Media. Thanks to the generosity of our supporters. Your donation today means great podcasts like this remain available to help people look to God daily. Please make your donation to Visionathon today at vision.org.au. We have a divine responsibility to share the gospel message. There might be someone the Lord is directing you to talk to right now about Jesus. Maybe it's a co-worker, a neighbor, a relative. Pastor Greg Laurie says the gospel is a life and death message that must be delivered. What we have, Christians, is even more important than the cure for cancer. We have the cure to eternal death and separation from God. We've got to share it. This is the day when the lost are found. remember how amazing it was when certain shipping companies could finally begin delivering packages anywhere in the country overnight. Absolutely, positively overnight, as one of them said. It's a little less impressive now, since it's nothing to send a text message at the speed of light. Today on A New Beginning, Pastor Greg Laurie points out we have a message that absolutely, positively needs to be delivered. It's no exaggeration to say lives hang in the balance. Let's grab our Bibles now. We're in the book of Daniel. We're going through it together. We're calling this series End of Days. And the title of my message today is No One is Beyond the Reach of God. Isn't that true? No one is beyond the reach of God. So now here's Nebuchadnezzar. He's filled with pride. So one night he goes to bed. He has a dream. It's a troubling dream. In his dream he sees a massive tree, a magnificent tree. A tree that is so big you can see it anywhere in the world. And there's a lot of fruit coming from this tree. And everyone is eating of the fruit of the tree. And then suddenly an angel comes down from heaven and cuts the tree down. The angel says, cut down the tree, strip its branches. But then the angel says, let the stump remain. Leave the stump in the ground. Well, Nebuchadnezzar woke up and You know when you have a dream and you wake up with that feeling like that was not a good dream? And you try to figure out your own dreams? Well, he he calls in the soothsayers and the astrologers and the fortune tellers and who knows why. He should have called for Daniel. None of them have the answer. Again, Daniel's brought in and he gives him the interpretation of the dream. 
Daniel chapter four, starting in verse 19. He hears the dream. And upon hearing this, Daniel, also known as Belteshazzar, was overcome for a time, frightened by the meaning of the dream. Then the king said to him, Belteshazzar, don't be alarmed by the dream. Tell me what it means. Belteshazzar, that's Daniel, replied, I wish the events foreshadowed in this dream would happen to your enemies and not to you. This brings me to point number one. When we share God's truth, we should do so boldly, lovingly, and clearly. And that's exactly what Daniel did. This was not an easy message to deliver. He's gonna have to tell him that, uh, King, you're the tree, and the tree's cut down because you're going to be cut down as well. Daniel 4.24, this is what the dream means, your majesty, and what the Most High has declared will happen to my Lord the King. You will be driven from human society. You will live in the fields with wild animals. You will eat grass like a cow, and you will be drenched with the dew of heaven. So yes, we need to speak the truth lovingly, boldly, and clearly, but point number two, always point people to the God of second chances. Despite this ominous warning from Daniel, there is still hope. Look at verse 27. King Nebuchadnezzar, please accept my advice. Stop sinning. This is another way to say repent. Stop sinning and do what is right. Break from your wicked past and be merciful to the poor. Perhaps then you will continue to prosper. Now considering Daniel's perfect track record up to this point, you would have thought the king would have listened. Daniel's saying, buddy, this doesn't have to happen if you repent. But the king was not having it. But here's the thing. We tell people the truth, but we always give them hope. Yes, you're a sinner. Yes, you're separated from God. No, there is nothing you can do to right this wrong. Nothing you can do to earn God's approval. That's the bad news. I gotta tell them. Because you know what? You're not going to appreciate the good news if you don't first know the bad news. And so then I give them the good news. But the good news is, the good news is, there's a God in heaven who sent His Son to die on the cross for your sin. And if you'll turn from your sin, you can be forgiven. Look, this is the thing. We have a divine responsibility to share the gospel message. I look at it this way. It's like if you were a doctor and you ran some tests on a person and uh, they were getting ready to go on their vacation. And you wanted to give them good news. But you found something that concerned you. In fact, you found cancer. Uh, now you have a responsibility. You've taken the Hippocratic Oath. Do no harm. You have to tell them the truth. But then you think, I don't want to tell them that. They're going on vacation. So you walk in to say, everything's good. Everything's clear. Go on vacation. You don't have a problem in the world. Thanks, Doc. That, you did it. that is not only wrong, that's immoral to not tell them the truth. No, you have to deliver that bad news as hard as it is. Hopefully have a course of treatment, something they can do to remove this cancer. So I have to deliver this message as, as uncomfortable as it can be at times, but then tell the person what the solution actually is. And so what we have, Christians, is even more important than the cure for cancer. We have the cure to eternal death and separation from God. We've got to share it. We've got to share it. And Daniel did. And Nebuchadnezzar blew him off. He had a full year to come to his senses. 
but his heart is filled with more pride. Look at what happens next. Daniel 4, 28. All these things did happen to King Nebuchadnezzar 12 months later. He had a year to get it together. A year to repent, 12 months later. He was taking a walk on the flat roof of the royal palace in Babylon. He looked out across the city and said, look at this giant city of Babylon. By my own power, I built this beautiful city as my royal residence to display my majestic splendor. While these words were still in his mouth, a voice called down from heaven, O King Nebuchadnezzar, this message is for you. You no longer are the ruler of the kingdom. You'll be driven from human society. You will live in the fields with the wild animals. You will eat grass like a cow. Wow, how the mighty have fallen. Thanks for joining us for A New Beginning with Pastor Greg Laurie, Senior Pastor of Harvest Christian Fellowship in Riverside, California. Our study today is based in the book of Daniel. Pastor Greg is focusing on how God gives second chances. Let's continue. Jesus told a story, loose paraphrase now, of a guy who had a lot of stuff. And he said, man, I have so much stuff. I have to build bigger buildings to house all my stuff so I can go buy more stuff. <laughs> build them more buildings. And then one night, the Lord says, God spoke and said, this night your soul is required of you. Now, who gets all your stuff? See, that guy died without faith, without faith in God. There are people that need to hear this message and sometimes we're gonna initiate that conversation and other times they might initiate the conversation. But let's just make sure we have the conversation with them. Daniel went in and did what God led him to do. There might be someone the Lord is directing you to talk to right now about Jesus. My mother, who I always had a difficult relationship with, She's married and divorced seven times and was a raging alcoholic and it was a very difficult childhood with her. But, um, but I became a Christian and I went to my mom and I wanted her to come to faith and she said, I don't want to talk about it. And every time I'd bring up Jesus, she'd say, I don't want to talk about it. And that went on, folks, for years. It went on for decades. It went on so long, I wondered if she was ever gonna come around. And one day the Lord prompted me to go have the conversation about Jesus with my mother. And it was very hard to talk to her about this. And I, it just came out of the blue. And I said to Kathy, Kathy, I'm gonna go talk to my mom today. I feel the Lord's leading me to talk to her. By the way, I left out one thing. At this point, she's 70 years old. All of her drinking and smoking and partying has taken its toll. She's on dialysis three times a week. Her health is not good. So I go over to her house and I say, hi mom, I want to talk to you. And she, she's like, why are you here? I'm like, what's going on? I said, I want to talk to you today about your soul. She said, I don't want to talk about it. I said, today we're going to talk about it. And we had that conversation. She was resistant at first. Then she softened up a bit and it resulted in her committing her life to Jesus Christ. I'm glad I listened to the leading of the Spirit. I was hoping that we would make up for lost time now, have that relationship we never had. How was I to know that one month later the Lord would call her to heaven? But I'm thankful I had that conversation. Sometimes we initiate the conversation. Sometimes a person who's not a believer might ask us for the answers. Now, I told you my mom was married and divorced seven times. And most of the guys my mom married were very similar. They were guys that hung out in bars. They were guys that had their shirt buttons unbuttoned to too few many buttons. 
You go, how many is it too many? Just, I'll talk to you after church. I'll tell you. It's just like, just, just put in that one. That don't, don't go, no, stop, you know? <laughs> big drinkers, big smokers, you know, playboy type guys. She married guy after guy after guy. They're like the same guy. She kept marrying the same guy, but they were different guys. And then lo and behold, she meets some guy named Oscar Laurie. What a name, Oscar Laurie. He's not a guy that hangs out in bars. In fact, he worked for the Bar Association. He was an attorney. And uh, he didn't have too many uh, buttons undone. He was buttoned up. He was Ivy League. He was conservative. He, was, he didn't drink and he didn't smoke. I don't know what my mom saw in him. <laughs> she said, this is your dad now. I'm thinking, who's this guy? Well, who this guy was? He was the guy that treated me like a father should treat a son, starting with adopting me. And he loved me and he tried to help me and he tried to guide me. And when my mom left him, I was devastated. This is a long story, so I'm just gonna put it in fast forward. So years have passed. Now I become a Christian, I'm a pastor, and I decide that I want to share the gospel with him. I find him in New Jersey. Uh, I found out that he had a heart attack only a few weeks before, blacked out at the wheel of his car and almost died. So I went to his home. He's remarried. He has a wife named Barbara now, very nice lady. And so he makes a nice Italian meal for me, Kathy, our son Christopher. Jonathan wasn't born yet. And uh, Barbara says, Greg, tell us how you became a Christian. So I'm sharing my story of how I came to faith. And my dad's on the other end of the table. He just has his hands up to his face like this. I felt like I'm in a court and he's the judge and I'm not doing well. <laughs> he just looks at me, doesn't react, just looks at me. So uh, after we're done, we go to bed and he says, Greg, will you walk with me in the morning? He wanted to walk every day because of his heart. I said, sure, Dad. So he wakes me up the next morning. We're walking along. He says, Greg, I listened very carefully to what you said last night. Yes, Dad. And I want to accept Jesus Christ right now. What? Yes, I want to accept Jesus Christ right now. He says, what do I need to do? I said, well, we need to pray. And he drops down on his knees right there. So we're praying. So here's my point. He made that commitment to Christ. Guess what? He's in heaven now. My mother's in heaven now. My son that was there is in heaven now. I want to get as many people to heaven as I can while I'm alive on this earth. And we all should want that. And I know it's hard sometimes. Someone asked me recently in an interview, what if you have a hard time talking to strangers? They cited a poll that says, some people would rather text than talk. I said, then go into all the world and text the gospel, right? <laughs> go into all the world and tweet the gospel. <laughs> Do people know you're a Christian? See, Nebuchadnezzar, after God forgave him, gave him his sanity back, sent out a decree saying to all of his kingdom, I am a believer in the Lord God now. He used his platform to get the word out. Have you used your platform? Do people know that you're a Christian? If I went to your Facebook page, would there be any indication of your faith there? Not just your political views, not just pictures of your cat. <laughs> Nebuchadnezzar has truly come to faith now. He's really committed his life to the Lord and he tells his entire kingdom. You can read about it in Daniel 4.34. Let me say one last thing about my father, Oscar. After he became a believer, he pulled out some papers and told me about the history of the family 
I was adopted into the Laurie clan from Scotland. Here's what's really interesting to me. We have a family crest as they do in Scotland. And, uh, and in our crest, it has a stump of a tree that's been cut down. The roots are still there and there's a little bit of growth coming out. And there's one word, it says Rapulalot. Rapulalot, which means it buds afresh. I'm thinking of Nebuchadnezzar. He had a dream of a tree, a mighty tree, and it was cut down. But remember, the angel said, leave the stump in the ground. See, if you tear the stump out, the tree can never grow back again. But if you leave the stump in, the tree can come back to life. So really what was happening is you're gonna be cut down, but there's hope for the future because the stump's still in the ground. That's our family crest. It buds afresh. Listen, maybe you feel like I've messed up everything. I'm the worst sinner ever. God can forgive you. Listen, Nebuchadnezzar, they don't come any more wicked than this guy. And yet God forgave him. And God will forgive you because he is the God of second chances. Rapul a lot. It buds afresh. It's for everyone. That's not just for our family. That's for your family. That's for all of us. There's always hope. God gave Nebuchadnezzar another chance. He'll give you one too. Maybe there's some of you today who have never asked Jesus Christ to come into your life and forgive you of your sin. Why don't you do that today? And I would love what happened to my mother to happen to you, where you get right with God. Maybe you are a, a person who's been running from God for years and, and you just think you can run out the clock and do whatever you want, but you have to realize that ultimately you're gonna reap the consequences of your action. God might be giving you a warning today. God fired a shot effectively over the bow of Nebuchadnezzar's boat. He said, you've got 12 months. You've got time. And, he, and the Nebuchadnezzar just like left it off and didn't think about it and just became more prideful. Don't miss this opportunity. You may never have another one like it again. Let's pray. Father, thank you for your word to us. Thank you for your offer of forgiveness to us. Now I pray for every person here, every person watching, listening, wherever they are, Lord, would just speak to their hearts and help them to see their need for Jesus. Help them to come to you and believe in you and follow you this day, we pray. Amen. Pastor Greg Laurie with an important word of prayer. And if you'd like to make that kind of change today in your relationship with the Lord, Pastor Greg would like to help you with that today. I think people are surprised that it doesn't take years to become a Christian. It doesn't take months. It doesn't take weeks. It doesn't take days. It doesn't even take hours. You can believe on the spot. And I would like to lead you in a prayer where you can ask for his forgiveness, a prayer where you can receive Jesus Christ into your life as your Savior and Lord. So if you want Christ to come into your life, if you want him to forgive you of your sin, if you want a second chance in life, if you want to go to heaven when you die, stop what you're doing and pray after me. These words, Lord Jesus, I know I am a sinner and I'm sorry for my sin. And I turn from it now. And I choose to follow you from this moment forward as Savior and Lord, as God and friend. 
Thank you for loving me and calling me and forgiving me. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. And if you've just prayed those words with Pastor Greg, the Lord has heard you and forgiven you of your sin. The Bible says Jesus is faithful and just to forgive us of our sin and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And we'd like to send you some materials to help you begin this new life. We call it our New Believers Growth Packet. Just ask for it when you call 1-800-PRAY-FOR-ME. That's 1-800-772-936. And the team would love to pray with you too. Call 1-800-772-936 today. Next time, as Pastor Greg continues his series on Daniel, we encounter a king named Belshazzar. He was a prideful, arrogant king, and God sent him a most unusual and terrifying message. That's next time on A New Beginning. Today's message from Pastor Greg Laurie was called No One is Beyond the Reach of God. If you'd like to listen again, just download the free Vision Christian Media app where it's available as a podcast. Or for a copy on CD, contact Vision Christian Store on 1-800-00-5011 or visionstore.org.au. Station sponsor. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.